Oh, you know what playoff baseball means when Madison Bumgarner and Noah Syndergaard get embroiled in a good one. It means extra soccer weekly, baby. Woo! An extra 15 minutes. Now, this is a lot of stoppage time for this show tonight. <laughs> We're not messing around here. We're going until the referees whistle at 9.30 here on ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly brought to you each week by Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Catch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. They are big fans of the beautiful game, and we appreciate their support here. Now, as always, we can interact on the show on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. May even sneak a call in on this extra long version of Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA. I haven't made up my mind on that. Not exactly sure. It'll probably be the last uh, time I ever do the show if I decide to do that. With uh, You never know. But, but let's be realistic. Our bosses are too busy. They're probably not even listening. I mean, who are we kidding at this hour, right? So, you know, when the uh, cat's away, right, the uh, soccer mice will play. Do have a lot to talk about in this week, and I want to jump in with the Bob Bradley story, which is not to make light of it. I'm not, you know, we obviously this is kind of a cool night. We're extra 15 minutes. This is a massive story. Bob Bradley has been hired by Swansea City in the Premier League. He's the first American manager ever in the Premiership. Been plenty of players who have plied their trade over there from the United States. We know a lot of them. A lot of big names that have played over in the Premiership. He is the first manager in the Prem. Now, you can say, well, Swansea City, yeah, they're struggling. That's usually what happens when teams are struggling. They get rid of a manager, right? He's not going to take over Man City. Usually uh, a managerial job becomes available on a, in an uh, organization or a team or a club that is awful. <laughs> Most good teams don't fire managers unless you're the Cleveland Cavaliers in the middle of a season. So Swansea City struggling, currently 17th in the Prem on four points. They are owned by an American, really, a couple, well, a couple Americans. Landon Donovan's a part of that. So there is some connection there with Bob Bradley. But this is massive news for the world of football and for United States football. Bob Bradley, you could argue, you can make the argument pretty easily, that he's the best American manager of all time anyway. Now, some would argue for our fair Bruce Arena here in this town, and I would go with Bruce Arena in that argument as well, not just because I'm an L.A. Galaxy fan, but Bruce's resume is right up there or better than any American coach. However, Bob Bradley's on the short list. He deserves this chance. This is a groundbreaking moment for American football, American soccer, if you will. An American is going to be coaching in the biggest league in the world. Is it the best league? That's not what I said. La Liga, Bundesliga, they're better. I get that. The Premiership is the biggest league in the world. The most eyeballs are on it without question. It's immensely popular here in the United States, and you can imagine that Swansea City knows that, and then some. And they're bringing in Bob Bradley. You know, you remember, I was just last week joking about how LAFC is probably going to go after Bob Bradley. There were some rumors, just literally rumors flying around about that. And then now this happens. Bradley leaves his job in France at La Havre, a Ligue 2 team, or Ligue 2, however you say 2 in French. Duh. So he leaves that job to immediately go to Swansea. It's groundbreaking. 
But there's some things I want you to pump the brakes about here as we talk about this. This does not make or break American soccer either way. It's huge, and it is important, and I'm not going to downplay that. But if Bob Bradley goes to Swansea City and they struggle, guess what? They've already been struggling. This club is struggling. It's why he has the job. Now, if they go and he becomes the flavor of the month and turns them around and get they get hot, yeah, great. It's good for Bob Bradley. It will maybe open up a few more doors, but it is not the end-all, be-all in that one way or the other. Don't take it too far to the extreme. It's just a slow and steady progression. It's groundbreaking because he's the first, but it's a slow and steady progression of American soccer. And that's the good thing about it. It's bigger than just Bob Bradley. It's bigger than just Swansea City. It's bigger than you and me talking about it here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Catch all the games of Buffalo Wild Wings. It's bigger than that. But it's not the end-all, be-all either way. And yet you still have to question, how's he going to do? I'm going to be watching. I'm absolutely going to be watching every moment of Bob Bradley at, at Swansea. I want to know, how's he going to do? It's a great story. And I'll tell you this. If there's one American manager you wanted to see go first, right? He's been at the front of the list for a long time with the career he's had. Egypt and all through that ordeal. Manages in France. The guy is a trailblazer. And I mean, that word gets thrown out around a lot in our, our society, especially in sports. But he genuinely fits the bill. This is a guy who coached at Chivas USA. Maybe that stink is wearing off finally. And yeah, let's do it. I'm throwing out the number. Let's do it, Mario. You know, I'll take the blame, dude. Don't worry about it. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number if you want to get involved here. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer as well, if you want to keep it, you know, you're a little uh, nervous about being on with myself here on the radio. Or me, I should say me. I don't know. That's the wrong, myself. That's the wrong pronunciation or a wrong verbiage. Bob Bradley being hired by Swansea is groundbreaking, but is it the end-all, be-all in your eyes? Does it make or break? Does it mean that there won't be another American manager if he fails for 50 years? No, I don't think so. It's a nice, slow, and steady progression. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This is bonus coverage. We weren't even supposed to be on until 9, but the blazing fast baseball game between the Giants and the Mets with the Giants winning. Ah, man, I I tell you what, I hate the Giants. How can you not hate the Giants, really? The sports hate runs deep for them. They're like the the San San Jose Earthquakes and the Seattle Sounders all rolled into one for me. Just terrible. It's a massive story. Here's a couple other things about this Bob Bradley to Swansea. He's the guy that has the metal to do it, right? He's got the toughness mentally, that it's going to take. And I'll say this right now, and you're not going to want to hear me say it if you're a Galaxy fan. You know I love my Galaxy. Bruce Arena wouldn't have been able to handle it. I mean, Bruce puts on a big facade. He puts on a tough guy act. And he is, you know, he's a no-nonsense guy. I'm not saying it's all an act. He's a great coach. But Bruce Arena gets 
flustered, if you will, if he ha- if he has to deal with an American media. Can you imagine him in London or in Liverpool or in Wales? He wouldn't survive that with his attitude towards the media. I'm sorry. He would not be a good fit. Bob Bradley can handle it. He's got the metal to do it. It's going to be tough. Bob Bradley's not dealing with the Chivas USA media anymore. But he went into Egypt and all of that, all of that struggle in that country beyond the world of football and was a manager for their national team and all that turmoil. This guy can handle it. And he's going to have to be strong enough to handle it. Swansea fans, I went to a a, a Swansea City fan forum, you know, like on the internet, because people still like to, you know, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was interesting to say the least. They are not happy that Bob Bradley is their manager. Let me just put it to you that way. At least the one I went to, it was a very popular one, had a, a lot of response. I mean, this was a huge story, as you might imagine, for Swansea City fans. But, oh, man, were they burying Bob Bradley on that site and the ownership. You know, it's the Americans who came in to steal our club, basically. That's their attitude. They were, oh, it was, if it was a fight, it would have been stopped in the second round. Let's put it that way. If this was a fight, my the corner man of Bob Bradley and American soccer would have thrown in the towel. Probably about a, the, the minute and a half mark of the second round. It was that bad. Unbelievable. They are not happy. I mean, we're talking countless, like you keep scrolling through, like I hate this, I hate, oh, this is awful, the Americans are terrible, oh, this guy, who is this guy, he's terrible. Uh, and then there's one like, well, he's he's not a bad manager, and then that guy gets pounded on, on the site. Oh, you're an idiot, you know, like just countless, page after page. They are not happy, and that's the kind of stuff he's going to have to deal with. Which means Bob Bradley's going to have to win right away. This is not a job where you come in and just kind of find your way around when you're sitting on four points from seven matches and a bad start. Swansea's just barely out of the relegation zone. I know it's early for that kind of talk, but they're 17th. There's so many more factors of this. We will continue it, take a quick break here, and then we'll really officially start the show. This is bonus coverage here. This is like pre-stoppage. It's it's like pregame here for the Soccer Weekly. Dave Denholm here, Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Catch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome to Episode 19 of Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer, much like my old buddy Red in Long Beach has done. He says hello. Hello to you, Red. Thank you for listening to ESPN LA. Appreciate that. That guy goes way back with me on the radio. It's always good to get to new people listening for soccer talk, though. Bob Bradley hired by Swansea in the Premier League. He's a groundbreaking man and a groundbreaking manager. First American to be hired by a Premier League side. He's got the medal to do it. He's got the chutzpah. He's got the toughness to handle the media. Something I don't think Bruce Arena would be able to do, frankly. And Bob Bradley is the right guy at the right time. Swansea City definitely thinks so because they're 17th in the Prem. Sitting on four points, one win from seven, just six goals scored. Look, all's not lost for Bob Bradley, though. This team's got talent. They absolutely have talent he can work with. Gilfie Sigurdsson, I love. Jefferson Montero, Leroy Fair, he's got, uh, I don't know, four goals already this season. Fernando Llorente, 
Borja is up front. I mean, they got talent. Borja had a great season for one of my favorite clubs over in La Liga, A-Bar, last season. I don't ever know if it's pronounced I-Bar or A-Bar. If you know, hit me up at Talk Soccer. And I'm, I'm look, we had a 15 minutes already of the show. It's like bonus coverage because of Major League Baseball here on ESPN LA running short. Yeah, you don't say that often about baseball. <laughs> game actually moved along reasonably well. And, uh, yeah, great game, but you can hear all the Major League Baseball playoffs, I think, right? All of them pretty much here, Mario? Yeah, sure. So that was a great game, and uh, we're moving right into bonus coverage here. So I'm just uh, I'm already warmed up. But this defense has to tighten up for Swansea. That's where Bob Bradley's going to have to make his bones in the Premiership. He's got to get them more aligned defensively. They've given up 12 goals already. They have to tighten up. Now, a lot of times defense, you know, you talk about defense, you're thinking the back four. A lot of times defense starts in the midfield. And don't give me this all oh, defense starts up front. I don't want my striker to be worried about defense. Okay, I'm so sick of hearing about that in American football. Well, does, this, does your forward play enough defense? Stop. I want my forwards to put the ball in the back of the net and kind of get in the way occasionally defensively. I don't care if they're positionally not superior defensively. If they score goals like Luis Suarez. And that's not to say Suarez doesn't hustle defensively. That's all they need to do is just hustle a little bit defensively, get in the way, and put the ball in the back of the net. Defense starts in the the midfield. And that's where Bob Bradley's going to have to sharpen up this team defensively. Absolutely. And can he do it? Yes. Swansea's got the talent. Will he do it? I I suspect he will. He's a good manager. Bob Bradley knows what he's doing. This is a man who stopped. Remember that streak back in the Confederations Cup before, what, the 2010? Remember that streak Spain was on, 35 wins or something, or 35 non-losses, like wins and draws in a row? They hadn't lost a game in like 35. In the Confederations Cup, we dumped them. Bob Bradley was spot on with his tactics in that match. The man knows what he's doing. You can trust him. And that's why Swansea City can trust him. And remember, they do have American ownership. That helps. Would he have gotten an opportunity from some consortium from uh, the Far East that may not have even heard of Bob Bradley? No, probably not. Let's be realistic. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. At TalkSoccer on Twitter, or... Yeah, let's do it. If you want, if look, if anybody even wants to bother, most of the time, if you're if you're honestly, if you're on the four hundred five right now, don't call in. It's too dangerous. I said it. I don't want phone calls from somebody who's tooling around on the uh, the one ten, going hopefully at this hour speed limit. <laughs> hopefully you're not stuck on the one ten going twelve miles an hour. But don't call either way at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Don't. Now, if you're sitting at home in your pajamas and you're listening to me, which is what you should be doing, you should be listening to ESPN Los Angeles here on ESPN LA 710. You should be listening all the time. Then you can call in at 877-710-ESPN. But don't you dare call me from the 405 right now. Just listen. Don't. I don't want to be responsible for that. Can Bob Bradley succeed? (laughs) Red follows up with a tweet. Let me tell you something. I'm interested in this LA soccer talk for one reason only. Dave Denholm airing out Bruce Arena. (laughs) I love you, Red. (laughs) Look, I love Bruce Arena. You know this. I'm a Galaxy guy. He's my guy. But he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to handle that media. He can't handle the American media. And there's no such thing as a tough American soccer journalist. They don't exist. I'm not a journalist. I like to tell it like it is, and I'll call people. I'm an entertainer. I'm not a journalist. 
And even an entertainer you could question at this point, right? After seven minutes of this show, or 22 minutes if you were listening earlier. I'm not a journalist. There's no tough soccer journalist in America. There's cream puffs. And believe me, I know most of them, and they're all lovely people. Lovely men and women, but they're not grilling Bruce Arena. Where does he get this from? Like he thinks one time, and I'm not kidding, Bruce Arena at one point was trying to convince people that the toughest part of being the U.S. men's national team manager was the media coverage. Are you kidding me? It's squishy soft. No way would he want to handle that media over there like Bob Bradley can. 877-710-3776. We're going to do it, Mario. I'm just going to do it. Right? <laughs> just Let's go right to it. I'm just going to pop somebody on here. I think i got to hit the left side here, right, Mario, if I remember from the old uh, back in six years ago? All right. Hey, you are first up. Welcome. You're the first ever caller to Soccer Weekly here on Episode 19. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are on the show here on ESPN LA. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, this is Solomon from Lake Balboa. I love Solomon from Lake Balboa. I remember Solomon from Lake Balboa. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. It's been a long time. You too. Soccer Weekly brings us back together, Solomon. Is there anything well, better than the beautiful game just bringing back old friends together? I'll tell you. You, you, know, you know, there is. I do have a question for you, which I've often wondered. Yeah. Um, I'm quite old. I'm 67. I was brought up on soccer because my dad was from Europe, and that's what he played. Beautiful. So I knew soccer before, I think, soccer grandmas, not yeah, you... soccer moms. <laughs> You knew you it before it was cool again, Solomon. Yeah, nice. But, but but here's the thing. I still have a tough time with that offsides penalty. I, I think it ruins the game to an extent. Don't you think it can be modified somewhat to maybe increase scoring a little bit and just keep the action? Because sometimes it's such an action scoring killer. Mm. And I still think the American soccer fan gets tired after 90 minutes for an 0-0 tie or a 1-0 tie. I mean, a 1-0 game, you know. I appreciate it, Solomon. I'm going to let you go. Thank you. More phone calls rolling in here at 877-710-ESPN. And the answer quickly is no. They should not change the offside rule. And just to give you a little tip, Solomon, I know you know this, but it's not offsides. That's football. It's offside. No S at the end. Just got to tell you, I'm just trying to be, you know, polite about it but uh, and Solomon always good to talk to you but no they should not change that rule check out a game it's called futsal check it out Solomon there's no offside the ball moves around it's indoor in fact Mark Cuban's getting involved in the game I believe uh, check that out you may want to uh, to uh, take a peek at that game if that kind of intrigues you a little bit more 877710 ESPN people are flying in look we got more to talk about too the Mexican Football Federation FMF is appealing the fine and the warning brought down by FIFA earlier this week. You heard about this due to the anti-gay chants from the fans, uh, alleged uh, alleged chants at the World Cup qualifier at Azteca September 6th versus Honduras. Not really alleged. You could hear them. On the, I mean, they, they were chanting it. FMS says they don't agree with the connotation FIFA has given the chant. In other words, they don't think it's necessarily anti-gay, which, of course, is ridiculous. The question becomes, how do you stop it? You know, they've been fined. They've been warned. It's like, what, are you going to ban them from the World Cup? Point deductions from qualifying? These are questions we have to ask. We can continue that conversation on Twitter, at Talk Soccer as well, if you want to go that route. <laughs> All right, Mario, good stuff there. I'm going to pop that one up then. Was that two? Caesar? Okay. Caesar, welcome to uh, Soccer Weekly. Thank you so much, Mario, for getting that ready. What's going on, man? Hey, man, I just wanted to ask you a quick question about Arsenal. Yeah. Um. So last last week or this past weekend, we um, it took us the last kick of the game to uh, to beat Burnley. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm wondering if you think that Alexis Sanchez up front is going to work. And uh, my second question is, do you think that I'm going to ever see Arsene Wenger win another Premier League championship? Ah, Caesar, that's a great question. Thank you for the phone call at 877-710-ESPN. You know, I look, I do think Arsene Wenger has the, the talent right now to win. I do. I think this team is loaded. I think Alexis Sanchez is fantastic. Mesut Ozil, when he's on, look, he's still one of the best in the world. He really is. On any given day, this team is loaded with talent. And Arsene Wenger, they got a, he got a lot out of that team last season. Look, it was Leicester's year, and they were magic. But realistically, Arsenal was did not have a bad season. I like the talent he has. Theo Wolcott at times can look like a world beater, and yeah, at times he still struggles a bit. He's still young. Alexis Sanchez, to me, can play anywhere. No question, right? And it's it's a team that right now it's almost as though they just have to believe a little bit, I, really. And, you know, look, they've been through a lot. They haven't won in a while. Arsene Wenger maybe is starting to wonder. That's possible. He he puts off he look he puts off a bit an air of this supremacy, but even he has to be affected by the last you know several seasons of just not getting it done. But it's a team that can. I really believe that. I still think Man City's going to win it this year. I do, but it's a team that can. This Arsenal team is dangerous. Keep an eye on them for and keep an eye on them in Europe too. They're dangerous. Let's go to uh, Mark in South Central. Mark in South Los Angeles. What's going on, man? Welcome to uh, Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on? Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, okay. I wanted to find out what your ideas of promotion and demotion in the United States. I mean, it's a great question, Mark. I thank you for the phone call. I'm going to take, uh, take, let you take that off the air. Look, we talk about pro- promotion and relegation amongst all my buddies, my soccer you know, tight-knit group a lot. It's just something that everybody has such a hard, harsh opinion on. It's one or the other. I have a plan for it in America within MLS, within the structure, and I'll try to outline this very quickly. Will this happen? In all likelihood, no, to be perfectly candid. I don't believe the owners of MLS have any interest in promotion and relegation. Here is my plan. MLS is continuing to grow. They're already going to be at 24 teams here in a couple of years. I mean, that's too big for one for uh, you know Division One. Realistically, they want to get to about 30 or 32, much like the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. Right? There's plenty of cities. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of soccer players in America. I don't don't tell me there isn't. It, it's too big. It's go- they're going to expand. They're going to grow. If you get to 32, the league cuts itself in half. MLS one, MLS two. Now here's the catch. It's not quite the same as other countries. Right, my proposal is you take those thirty-two teams. Now in MLS one, you're battling for the MLS Cup. That's it. You, you're the only ones who can. The top sixteen. MLS two, you're trying to get back in MLS one. We get that. That's promotion and relegation. Right, two or three teams from each go up and down. Here's my proposal: same salary cap for all thirty-two, same television money split equally for all thirty-two, same distribution of television games that you have now amongst the 32. In other words, we don't just leave MLS 2 in the dust and hope they fend for themselves. That's how clubs go out of business in a country like ours, right? They're not as established. They're not a 400-year-old club. You know, they're not the, the old firm in Scotland. You break it up in MLS 1 and 2, teams in MLS 2, you can't go to the playoffs. You're not winning MLS Cup this year. You're trying to get back into MLS 1. But that's how you separate it. Then you have 16 teams in each. You only play the teams in your in your division, MLS 1 or MLS 2, 30-game regular season. You can still have the MLS Cup playoffs at the top of MLS 1 if you want. you got promotion and relegation. But most importantly for the owners, the money is still there. 
whether you're in MLS 1 or 2. It's an equal share. Salary cap's the same. You can't be having the, the disparity that now is going taking place in, in Europe when you go up or down. You're done. I mean, you're done if you flop. Most of the time, these clubs don't recover. you got teams like Blackburn and Bolton. They're barely in the League 1. So, yes, it's an MLS 1 and 2 when you get to 32 teams. They've got to do it. They've got to consider it. And it would work as long as the money is there. Hey, we're going to continue on here. we still got to talk about some World Cup qualifying and my LA Galaxy loss to FC Dallas. Oh, my goodness. I got the reason for it. I'm not happy that I'm going to have to share it with you, but I'm the only guy who will. It's Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm on ESPN LA. We are not messing around here on ESPN LA tonight. It's Soccer Weekly, episode 19. Dave Denholm with you, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports, catch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. Every sport going on, including the beautiful game there. Great people over at Buffalo Wild Wings. We appreciate their support. Been talking with you. We actually, yeah, we got on early because of Major League Baseball's playoffs. We took phone calls. Calls! I swore I would never do that, Mario, and we did, and it was glorious. Just delightful to talk with the uh, fellow soccer fans here in beautiful Southern California. We got World Cup qualifying coming up for uh, UEFA and CONMEBOL. Some big games in UEFA. I'm actually going to be hosting Kosovo versus Croatia tomorrow. Ivan Rakitic, Luka Modric, Dejan Lovren, all out injured for Croatia. Now, Kosovo is an amazing story, right? They just became a FIFA member like months ago. Country that never got an opportunity to, you, the guys could not play for Kosovo. It wasn't officially recognized by FIFA until literally months ago. Now they're in World Cup qualifying. They actually drew their first match. They, everybody in Group I is sitting on one point, including, including Croatia. So it's a huge game. They can't even play in their own country because the stadiums don't qualify for FIFA ramific or not ramification standards for hosting. They have to go to Albania to play. So it's just an amazing story. I did their first game over at Fox. I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm hosting the Kosovo-Croatia match, and I'm looking forward to it. It should be awesome. Italy, Spain, and Group G, both on three points. One of them wins. They get an immediate jump on the rest of the group. Same thing with Austria-Wales in Group D. Both teams on three points. Huge game for both of them. Now, you remember Austria in the Euro qualifying dominated. I kept saying, oh, look out. And then they flopped. They made me look like an idiot, <laughs> really, at the Euro. They, they were terrible. But Austria is good. They flopped at the Euros, and they're going to want to make up for that. So those are some matches to keep an eye on. Call me ball qualifying is just so difficult. Ugh. I mean, that's the best. Really, that's the best qualifying in all of World Cup qualifying is call me ball. Ten teams. You better bring it every stinking time you step on the field and call me ball qualifying for 18 games. Ain't nobody getting through that that's not good. You're not getting through like, well, we had an easy group, kind of, you know, we had, we got some fortunate breaks. No, you have to succeed in Call Me Ball. You should be watching that as well. Of course, CONCACAF World Cup qualifying starts in the final round of it in November coming up. we got some friendlies coming. I'm not going to break those down too much here. i got to get that Galaxy taken on FC Dallas a couple days ago. It was a putrid loss, bottom line. Look, what are we doing? The problem with that game, I'm sorry, was Jeff Lorenowitz. He's a lovely guy, great soldier for MLS. He's been around forever. Lorenowitz was giving the ball away like I would in the midfield. It didn't lead directly to goals, but it led to goals like the only goal of the game like 45 seconds later, if you know what I mean. The Galaxy were on a break. Lorenowitz, a bad pass, one of many in the game, frankly, and 45 seconds later. So you don't really blame him if you're not really watching and paying attention. 
But I'm breaking this thing down thinking this guy is costing us. He's not up to standard. And I got to call him out on it. I got to call Bruce Arena out on it. What are you watching, Bruce? I'm sorry. He's a good bench player. He's a solid pro to have. Fine. You want to bring him in for – he can't be in there for 90 minutes. It's not working. Enough. And I wish I had better news on where I want to go right now, Mario, with our fabulous Toluca Pachuca updates. Oh, do I wish I had better news for my Toluca in red. Nakaxa ran him over in Liga MX. 3-1 over the weekend, Antonio Rios. A second yellow in the 58th. Nice work, Antonio. Thanks a lot for the red card. Ernesto Vega scored, but Toluca got beat up. They're now seventh in Liga MX in the Apertura. Pachuca, a 1-1 road draw at Puebla. That's okay, I guess, on the road. Uh, Sub Ruben Bota got the tying goal in like the 93rd minute, so we'll take it. We'll take the point. It keeps Pachuca in third in Liga MX in this Apertura, but not great, if I'm being honest, with the Toluca Pachuca update this week. Not great news for my two favorite Liga MX clubs. Yeah, I mean, I like the music better than I like to play, Mario. If, I'm being, that's, if we're being honest about it, I much prefer the, prefer the music to me talking about our two clubs this week in Liga MX. But uh, it's okay. It's okay with the Pachuca getting the draw at Puebla. We'll take it. Mario, you know what time it is, right? It is our favorite time, time of the show. Baby. Yes, it is stoppage time here on episode 19 of Soccer Weekly. My stoppage time story kind of relates. I can kind of relate to it. Rangers, fabulous club over in Scotland, one of my favorites in the world, really, back in the Scottish Premiership after a few years. Well, Joey Barton plays for Rangers. He was charged by the Scottish FA for allegedly betting on 44 soccer matches, which is actually a good thing for me because I had the over 41 and a half. Hey, oh, all right. Good work, Joey. Yes, I would bet on people betting if I could. Yeah, that is true. Allegedly. Allegedly betting. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. So much interaction there. Thanks for a couple of people who called in. You guys may be the only callers ever in the history of the show, possibly. Maybe. I mean, that's possible here on Soccer Weekly, but we had a little bit of extra time with the uh, MLB playoffs ending a little early. Thanks to all the interaction on Twitter. Thanks to Mario Rees, of course doing yeoman's work here, running back and forth, and just being the uh, general stud that he always is here for me on Soccer Weekly. Uh, Once again, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Catch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. This has been Episode 19. It's been a lot of fun. Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. Have a good night, everyone.